Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gaze Are Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, or join our Facebook group at The Gays Are Revolting. And we've now got a Patreon, where you can access our weekly after show, which we'll be recording for the first time today. Woo! Yes! Yes. (laughs) Head to patreon.com slash gaysrevoltingpod for more info. Welcome back, everyone. Hi! All of our regular hosts. Yeah, it's been so long. It actually has been a long time. We have the only person that comes close to being as gay as Elton John, Thomas. Ah, <laughs> thank you, darling. Oh. You're very welcome. And we are so lucky to be joined by the representative of the White Southside Society, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> and lastly, he's both the peak and the pit of the week, Luke. They stole Ooh. that from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, told that plenty of times. <laughs> How are you all? Yeah, good. Hi, What's um, going on? We had Kyle and I had a nice excursion on the yeah. weekend. Oh my God, yeah. People totally uh, thought we were a couple. <laughs> I know. I wasn't complaining. I was actually telling people we were. Oh. <laughs> Everyone thought I was his daddy. <laughs> um, all, all four of us got invited to the yes. premiere of the Rocket Man Elton John <laughs> yes. movie. Unfortunately, you two weren't able to no. come. But Kyle yeah. and I had a cute little Southside date. Yeah. And the dress uh-huh. code was um, anything was but ordinary. Anything but ordinary. And yeah. I had this amazing coat. I don't know if yeah, you saw the pictures. Was so good. I'll yes. be honest. I borrowed that off Karen from Finance. Oh, wow. He mugged it's amazing. It's like a, a, a one-off gun-shy coat. It was so yeah. heavy. When you what? gave it to me to kilos, hold, yeah. holy crap. Oh, I love l- gun-shy products. They're, They're amazing. so amazing, yeah. It looked like Liberace had like slaughtered a small village. <laughs> a of mammals. Mammals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then made a coat out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably what happened. I had a pretty exciting week. I posted to you guys that my boss had a 50th oh, yeah. birthday yes. party yes, that's at right. the Spiegel tent. So it's like circus-themed. This is the Collingwood Spiegel tent, yeah. Yeah, there were like burlesque performers and me and the psychologist got up and did quite possibly the widest rendition of Gangster's Paradise. Oh my gosh. gosh. (laughs) That uh, I hope never leaks onto the internet. Because it was was one of those things where I secretly thought, maybe I'm really good at rapping. I just never Oh, you you actually sang it? it. You didn't just mime it or something like that? No, we like wrote verses to it and rapped it. And like, despite my skin colour, I like surprisingly lack quite a bit of rhythm and am not very good at (laughs) rapping. Yeah. So... 
That was a learning experience. Nice. I also have this new thing where my right testicle has been itching for like oh, <laughs> days. <laughs> wow. And while we're on topic, it, it kind of hurts. Have so you that's, checked it? No, not in like a. Well, let's do it. Let's way. do a check on, yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, Pull it out. It. It's Pull a new, out. it's a new journey for me, and I'm excited to see where this Goodness. tingle goes. All nice. Right. <laughs> So I had an old school friend add me on Facebook last week, which I have not spoken to honestly mm. since I left high school. Spooky. And like, I was just like going through their page and stuff to see who they're still friends with. And I was just mm. like, oh, this is interesting. And then I fell into a big hole of like, just going through old school stuff. Oh, and you got the, like, old, the old school yeah, book out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, found yeah. like old photos and stuff. And then like, I was just like, let's check in on all these people. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I really miss these people. And like, oh, I wish I was back at school. And then I thought about it, I was like, no, actually, I don't <laughs> wish that I was back at school whatsoever. Mm. I feel like I've sort of blocked out mm. a lot of the horrible stuff that happened at school. Yeah. And I only remember all the good stuff, which I, I mean, I guess is good. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was fortunate enough to have my bully in my classroom oh. for like four straight years. Jeez. And I was just like, I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> did you look at him? I stalked him out. Oh, did like, you? I'm going to see where this Spill guy is the tea. at. Yeah. He was horrid to me. Like, this guy every single day was like at me, just yeah. like, and I just didn't get it. I remember one day I came to school and he was standing in front of my locker and he stepped away from it and it was on fire. <gasps> and I was just like, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh my God, why do you hate me so much? I on fire. Get, yeah, on fire. And he still stayed at the school. And he was still at the school. Like, yeah. like a lot of the time it was just cussing me out, calling me mm-hmm. faggot, mm-hmm. like telling he me He called you off. faggot. Yeah, every wow. single day of my like high school life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I stalked him out because I was just like, Let's yeah. see where this motherfucker is at. <laughs> and? Still living at his mum's house. Oh. With the same girlfriend from high school. Yeah. They both How many babies? <laughs> well, they don't have any babies yet, but they oh. both have like the same dress sense and the same oh, hairstyle no. and everything. And I'm just like, I'm glad that, like, that happened to you because yeah. that is not me. Like, yeah. I'm so happy that I moved away from all of that. The ultimate revenge. Did yeah. you add him as a friend? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to catch up? <laughs> you should. We should like, have him as hey, a guest on the show. How's it going? <laughs> I just think because I, unfortunately, when I was in high school, I was a bit of a bully to other kids Mm. because of me, like, trying to figure out my identity, basically figuring out how to survive Mm. in the wildlands of public high schools. And the name of the game was just to, I hate using the term punch Mm. downwards. But by becoming a bully, I kind of avoided mm. being bullied. Yeah. It's definitely not something I'm proud of. And life definitely paid mm. me back for it. I, I, <laughs> for I believe sure. in Later karma. down the track, oh. it yeah. was just like, hey, oh. we got you now. Life has not been kind to me post I wonder if there's school. poor innocents like Facebooking you, wondering where mm. you're at. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> High school people add me all the time. And yeah. a few of them listen to the show, which is oh. really oh. great. And I've oh. messaged them too and just gone, I was a straight up. Yeah. That's good. In in that you can for do that. most of my high school mm, yeah. life, mm. but I think a lot of people look at where I'm at now and the things that I'm doing mm. and realize, oh, this was all bubbling away back then. Yeah. But when you're in Adelaide in a public school where someone got pushed through a window on yeah. a weekly basis and yeah. stuff, yeah. It, it's not really like your Steiner school environment to mm. thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you end up being yeah. a person that you never yeah. really intended to be, I mm. feel. And do you, do you think when you're bullying, you know that you are a bully or is it just reflecting back at your past that you see that you were a bully? Like, Yeah, I think I knew because I was very specific mm-hmm. in who yeah. I bullied. It was all yeah. sort of yeah. social engineering. I knew mm-hmm. who was above me in the social ladder and who was below me. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And the way 
for me to get through those years with the least amount of damage yeah. was it to... It was like survival. Yeah. yeah, was to know who was socially yeah. mm-hmm. below me. Um, Mikey, yeah. sorry, just to go back to you for a sec. Do you still feel like you carry some of the emotional trauma that you suffered at, at school? Do you, do, is that still with you? To an extent, yeah. yes. Or maybe put it this way, do you think it sort of shaped any of like who character you are building. today? Do you? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. not necessarily character building, no, but no, do you no. still have anxieties or yeah. cons- you know feelings that started then that you've not been able to get rid of? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of my social anxiety that came out after I left high mm. school, that was a big factor, like mm. being bullied at school, that was a big factor why I had, like, mm. I was 19 and I had a full mental breakdown. Yeah. Like, Jeez. it was really intense Awful. to the point, like, I was in bed for three months. Yeah. Like, I well, Wow. leave the house like even someone calling my phone like gave me the worst panic attack ever yeah i never really like connected the two mm-hmm. until like after i had seen a therapist and yeah. they were just like what was your school life like and mm. having people attack you every mm. single day makes it's you horrific. like not trust anyone mm. and not want to yeah. be around people because it's just like well if they could do it who else yeah will? exactly yeah, yeah. And then, so luke hearing that do you ever think about how that might still affect them today i don't feel remorse towards mikey specifically (laughs) 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 like Um, do you ever think about like how how it might be affecting them now or is mm -hmm. it more about the guilt of doing it at the time and and how they might have felt then like there are very specific people that i know i was quite nasty towards who i've looked up on facebook Mm -hmm. and like spoken to post high school Mm. and know that they're doing okay and there's no bad blood like i never set anyone's locker on fire just to Mm -hmm. clarify it it was more like being a part of the game really um but i think realizing the effects that high school had on my mental health as well as soon Mm. as i was outside of that social dynamic of you know in the Mm. real world there isn't really a group of people that you're forced Mm. to be around every single day that you fight for your position within and and you know once that construct was taken away from me i realized oh you just have to be on your own merits Mm -hmm. a person and realize that a lot of that bullying and and sort of nastiness and clickiness was ultimately not worth it because it meant nothing in the real world and i know there are lasting repercussions Mm -hmm. for people that are bullied because it's your formulative years knowing the person that i am now i know that i could have been actually more of a helpful influence yeah. in my school. Yeah. I could have been that kid. Use your powers for good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sort of like this podcast Social now. Social engineer or something. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that I was good at reading a, a room and reading a scenario mm-hmm. and yeah. knowing where people were socially and knowing what I know about myself now, I could have really made a difference mm. at my small Adelaide public mm. school. Mm. But I chose not to because, unfortunately, I had to survive myself. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, it wasn't a situation where I felt like I had the safety to try yeah. to be that mm-hmm. other type of person. Hopefully it's different for kids now yeah yeah look, um, so i think it's definitely something that schools are working on a lot more i saw a movie a couple of weeks ago when you know it was one of those mm. shit movies that you just pop up on netflix <laughs> yeah. and you're like i'll just watch this yeah. whatever yeah. it was fucking awful but there was a quote in it and i have just not stopped thinking about it since but it was called the world's end and it was a british okay. movie and these okay. like middle-aged guys yeah. decide to go back to their hometown to do mm. this pub crawl and one of them who was like the nerd of the group that got bullied a lot in school yeah was, they're sitting around at the pub and one of the bullies from school who still lived in the town came mm. up to the table and said oh hey mate do you mind if i just take this chair 
and he just froze up and didn't say anything and oh. one of the others had to say oh yeah that's fine take yeah. it whatever and then he burst into tears and they said oh yeah. are, you, are you remembering how he used to bully you he said yeah. that guy tormented me for years yeah. I, I was sco- so scared mm. of coming to school and that sort of shit I'm not crying because he bullied me I'm crying because he doesn't even remember who I am he's just well, come yeah. up I don't even like, register yeah. on his radar and it made me think fuck yeah like there's probably situations where people don't realise how much of an effect they had on someone's life yeah. on, on yeah. people's lives at school my school I, I've sort of touched on it before on the podcast mm. was fucking awful mm. yeah and I definitely am still trying to recover from a lot of the stuff that happened then mm. primary school I was getting called gay or fag yeah. or whatever on a daily basis same. from grade 2 which yeah, is way same. I didn't even know what it meant no, when they started saying and I didn't even young. know if they meant knew yeah. what it meant I remember the last day of primary school so that's grade 6 in Victoria the teacher had given us all like a mug with the school's logo on it yeah. and it was full mm. of jelly beans nice. and I would when I was walking because we'd all walk home and when I was walking home I'd always make sure that I left after these guys that would bully yeah. me and, you know, one time I'm walking home and they'd stopped and so I was walking towards them across the road they're like oh Jasper's come over here mate like last day of school mm. oh congratulations yeah. Yeah. you know like walk with us and I was like oh cool maybe they're going to be cool because it's last yeah, day yeah. of school yeah. they gathered around me in a circle pushed me to the ground and then they'd fill their pockets with the jelly beans oh. from the mugs and just like started piffing jelly beans at Jesus. me while I was crying on the ground and then I had this summer thinking, well, cool, well, I'm going to a new school now. Yeah, yeah that's and it. And thought, okay, cool, I'm going to make new friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then but every single guy from my school went to that high school. Yeah. So it went from being 30 guys bagging the shit out of it yeah. every day to a few hundred, well, like yeah, 300 yeah. guys. That's it. And, they, and that within you know a couple of weeks, they told everyone, oh, yeah, he's the faggot, he's, yeah. The, yeah. he's gay. And as Luke was saying, that is your formative years. And that's when I was starting to realize what my sexuality mm. was. And it was fucking awful. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I spoke to you guys about it. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but school camp towards the end of year seven which is the first yeah. year of high school I tried to commit suicide um, we were camping on Phillip Island and just ran out and like they're, they're, literally they were throwing old scraps of food and stuff they dug out of the bin <sighs> all the guys all at once no one was standing up and yeah. just I cracked and like just ran out and yeah. swam into the ocean and just kept swimming until like until this teacher from another school saw me and swam out and got me and then there's this whole thing of blame which doing research now the blame that you put on yourself so Mm. for years after that I blamed myself for running into the ocean because then the rest of high school I got bullied for trying to kill myself and I was saying to myself oh no and I'd say to them oh no I was just swimming yeah yeah Yeah. isn't it fucked up that kids can see that happen and then keep pushing it but I still blame myself and I convinced myself that that wasn't what I was trying to do and I was just trying to get away from them Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until as an adult seeing a therapist for a long time that I I was able to admit no that is what I was doing and it's okay that I was feeling that shit and the other awful thing when you're blaming yourself is you don't go and seek help no that's mm. it so I never really was that yeah. honest my parents knew that I wasn't having a great time mm. but I would always try and hide it from them about how bad it was and I would try not to go to teachers yeah. if I could help it yeah because I didn't want to upset my parents I didn't no. want to make them mm. feel ashamed mm. and I didn't want to admit that I was partially involved in it mm-hmm. um yeah. okay. oh. and um yeah it's real. It's really fucking horrific yeah. the shit that people yeah. go through while they're turning into adult human beings, yeah. and it does give you trust issues. And and there was days in school mm-hmm. like I would put on a happy face for mum and dad and that sort yeah. of stuff and put my uniform yeah. on and go to school. But there were days where I just couldn't get out of bed and I would have to pretend that I was sick or something like that because I was yeah. just so petrified of mm. going into school and seeing these mm. kids. And there are still days like I'm like I'm a confident person when I'm yeah. with you guys or yeah. you know we're at a bar or I'm on stage or whatever. You want the but there are still days, people I know. Seriously. Yeah, but there's yeah. still days where I feel like I felt those days when I, and I still you know yeah. have to call in sick to mm. work or they creep back in and I just you know mm, yeah. and so when things like safe schools were coming along. I thought, what a fucking like yeah. fantastic thing because it's actually about it's not even about educating the young no. LGBTI people about what they are. It's about educating the other kids yeah. that see something different and want to bully them, and mm. that's what's so important with these programs. Mm. 
because it means that that they will stop giving them these feelings that they'll live with for the rest of their life. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. Wow. Um, hearing all these stories, I feel so fortunate that I never got bullied at school, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had I went to five different high schools, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess we moved a lot and like I had a whole thing with my parents, like, like custody battles and things like that. So I was bouncing a lot between the two. And uh, there was a kid that was an asshole to me. And it weirdly, it was the gay kid. It was yeah, right. the one... Like it's because he knew you were gay. gay. That's why. Like, yeah, they it's like, like I mean, no. I, I didn't, I don't think I ever kind of showed my gayness mm, in school. Yeah. Like I always kind of played it very safe. And I don't think I even realized till like maybe year 11 or 12. I guess I kind of came to the school and I kind of mixed with his friends. I was kind of like the guy that made friends with all different kinds of mm. groups of friends. So I was kind of friendly with everyone. But I think he didn't like me being friends with his friends. Mm. And it's so weird because I literally saw him two two days ago. I was going to say, did on you a tram. <laughs> yeah, I wow. literally saw him on my tram and he absolutely knew who I was and he just looked completely the other way and yeah, it was right. so awkward because it was such a crammed oh, tram yeah, and I had to get up and literally push past, past him it, as yeah. he looked in the opposite direction I'm like you fucking asshole you know oh who I God. am yeah Ugh. anyway but mm. very fortunate to not have horrible mm. bullying stories yeah. like you but guys. interesting that you yeah. mentioned that guy though there is also situations and it's not for every person that's been bullied but mm. some people once they've been bullied can become the bully and so people grow up different ways and mm. adapt mm-hmm. different ways so it's quite possible if he was gay that in his formative yeah absolutely and then then he's kind of taking out on someone he 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 sort of sees sees that as how you get popular or whatever or how you survive so he Mm. started doing that Mm. and that's why he picked on you when he saw another guy that he thought might be gay so what I'm just realizing is that yeah. none of you guys came out in high school, did you? No, um, no, no, year no. eleven, I year 11. told some close friends. Okay. Yeah, I had a girlfriend in year twelve. Like okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. no, I came out when I was fourteen. Yeah, like, amazing. Because there was no hiding it. Yeah, at all. all through primary school, all through high school, mm. everyone was just like, "You're gay, wow. you're gay, you're gay, you're a faggot," blah blah blah. And I was just like, "You know what? Yeah, yeah right. I fucking am." <laughs> just claimed like, it. Yeah. What else do you want from That's me? Great. Yeah, right. I did the same thing as Tom. Like it was really close friends that I came out to because those were the only people that I thought potentially wouldn't beat the shit out of me. But talking about school in general, the thing that really sticks out to me and and thinking back on it is Mm. I can remember the kind of social engineering. I can remember the hiding of like who I truly am. And I can remember bullying and fights Mm. and things like that. But the thing I can't actually remember that closely is being taught anything. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. And it shows. (laughs) Like, Like, I don't remember the classes I went to. I don't remember what I actually studied and learnt Mm -hmm. because so much of my time was engulfed by Mm. the social dynamics of Mm. trying to survive in this environment. And I've said it before, and I think that's one of the most important things about programs like the Mm. Safe Schools Initiative, Mm -hmm. is if we can allow young LGBTQIA plus kids Mm. to purely focus on schoolwork rather than having a huge amount of their mental energy devoted to trying to survive Mm. every single day then they enter the real world, quote unquote, in a much better position mm-hmm. than oh, what... I actually disagree a little bit because I think part of school is learning how like, social, social dynamic works. As someone that went to an all-boys school, I'm so strongly against same-sex schools now because 
I think if you're trying to give your kids the best opportunity to learn how to survive in the real world, I mean, I think about some of the guys, uh, how they would talk about women at our school because yeah, they didn't yeah. know any. Yeah. I can't imagine what kind of awful assholes they would have been to women once they joined the workforce. Hmm. And I and I think that part of safe schools is actually just about also teaching them what is socially appropriate and how to behave around people that are, yeah. are, are different as well as the schoolwork as well. Yeah, yeah I d- like I definitely, it's a social environment mm. and like that part is super important and, and you're going to absorb a lot of that being in school anyway. But like from my own personal mm. experience, I never was able to commit to my studies 100% because yeah. I, I was exhausted all the mm. time. Mm. And yeah, if, if, you're feel, coming, yeah. if you're coming home and being like, fucking That's hell, a... I got to figure out how to be white. I got to figure out how to mm-hmm. be straight. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out this and that. You just don't give a yeah. shit no. about science or, or yeah. the mangroves, for example. <laughs> I still I don't give. S- still don't know what that is. Uh, and and I think back and and go like I'm in a pretty decent job now. It's taken me 15 years to get there. Yeah. If some of that load was taken off of me by having a support system in place at school and a better environment for me to just mm. chill out and mm. do the work, maybe it wouldn't have taken me 15 years to yeah. get to where I am. One kids. quick thing I'd really just love to say for anyone listening that does mm-hmm. still feel like that they are feeling the effects of school or even if you are at school and, and listening oh, to wow. this, to do some research about it, read some stuff about it. and Because I feel like once you sort of see the correlation that everybody has that went through this kind of childhood mm-hmm. trauma, which can lead to things like substance abuse and depression and all that sort of thing, social anxieties or fears mm-hmm. of being alone, all sorts of different things. If you sort of feel like you're having those feelings and, and you did have a bad time at school, do some research about it. You'll feel better about the fact that it's not your fault and that lots of yes. other people have gone through it as mm-hmm. well. And then go and, and get help when you're ready to, to go and do that. So I have this really weird habit of imagining what ifs in my life and like sliding those moments, right? And I've been thinking like how happy and like stable I am with Duncan and it's been like over a year and stuff now. But before that, I was single for about five years, I think. Mm -hmm. And I had like a big stint of long-term relationships, like one year, one year, one year. And then there was this one guy before Duncan that had such a big kind of impact (laughs) on me. (laughs) Well... Um, I met this guy and he had really dodgy photos on, I think it was Grindr or Hornet or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no chance this guy's real. Dodgy how? Like they were just like really like cropped to like the corner of his face or like oh, yeah. half. And I was like, oh, this could go either way. Uh, I met him and he was like insanely handsome. And like, we had like such a connection. I was so into it. I had such a good date. And we saw each other every day basically for around, I guess, three weeks. And he told me things no one had ever really told me before. He told me how special I was and how excited he was to meet me because he had just moved to Brisbane from Sydney. And he wanted to introduce me to his friends and family back home in Scotland. We went to Noosa for a long weekend. It was all going really well. And then after we got back from Noosa on the third week, he kind of told me that it wasn't working for him and he wasn't ready to settle down. Aww. And it completely destroyed me. I was just mm-hmm. so shocked. I thought like this guy was the one and I was kind of went into hiding. I couldn't face the world. And then he started messaging me again after he ended it with me and started Snapchatting me and like in a friendly way. How long after? <laughs> like like a week after. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, maybe he's not ready for something, but I kind of convinced myself that this guy is something special. So mm. this is just a hiccup. Like he's obviously still interested. So 
I was desperate to like try it. So I just started messaging back like nothing had happened. And yeah. we kind of started dating again, but under the guise of like friends. Mm. He met my whole family and it was going so well. But like we never kind of said what we were. Yeah. And then we kind of started hooking up again. Looking back, it's just like he put me in so many horrible awkward positions i guess mm. i i have this like flashback of me because he was originally from scotland i remember him talking about all the junk food and stuff he used to eat and i hunted down this like specialty shop and bought him like all his favorite treats oh, so nice. oh my yeah God. and then i waited in a thunderstorm for him he was late just didn't even like turn up like oh, i waited God. an hour in a thunderstorm with no umbrella with all these things for him oh. and yeah i was like so devoted and like obsessed with this guy and it was my final year of uni i based my whole art show my final graduation show oh, no. on oh, something oh. on something like he had a tattoo of like it was like a saying I can't even remember what it was now oh, but, and he was oh, supposed to come no. oh this is so two things oh, I God. hate about you <laughs> it was so so and he yeah he knew my family and I was like look I'm just gonna be persistent because I'll make this work this is obviously yeah. destined we're gonna be together oh. and it, yeah he uninvited me to a party oh. I think oh. like he was like oh like it's just not gonna be that many people and then I'd see on social media that like there were heaps of people there Yeah, and I got really emotional and I sent I was like that's it I'm just saying everything I feel I wrote him like a 10 page like fucking essay oh my yeah. god Kyle. and he kind of just said what are you talking about oh like god. we're just friends <sighs> and completely disregarded me yeah. just pushed me aside mm. and acted like I was insane and I'd fabricated all of this in my mind and I've never felt worse in my whole life and it's so messed up because I had a two-year relationship previous to mm. whatever this was, but I feel like I felt more for this guy mm. than I did ever for yeah. the guy before mm. that I was yeah, with right. for two years. It was just like bright and fast and it sounds mm. so stupid, but I got into like a huge public fight with him in a club. It was like a Halloween party or something. That was so... I do love a fight in a game. Yeah, but... it was It was so... <laughs> so, so he had a pre-drinks kind of party yeah. and I was invited and then he kind of last minute uninvited me. Yeah, right. And so so he was like, I'll there. just see you at the club. So I was so sad and got so drunk. Yeah. I think I mixed cider with vodka or something oh, yeah, and I got hammered and I was dressed as a vampire. I got like pulled by bouncers oh in a vampire gosh. costume, just crying on the side of the road. It was horrible. Cut to like a month later and he's in like a serious relationship with like an Instagram model. Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't want to go on a side tangent, but yeah. fights at gay bars. Do you remember, Luke, you'll probably remember, how they used to have... <laughs> you're old and lonely. Oh. They, do you know how they used to have those um, heavy glass ashtrays in the smokers area oh, yeah, at the Peel? Yeah, yeah. Do you know why they don't have them anymore? Because a certain comedian yeah. who I, I used to be friends with horrible. had a long break and every weekend they would get into punch-ups at different really? gay bars and stuff. And one time I'm out in the smoking area chatting to this friend of mine having a cigarette next to that big brick wall mm. and like two inches from my head a glass ashtray just <gasps> shatters Shit. against the wall it was meant for no. him but yeah. he couldn't throw because he's gay and um, <laughs> I don't want to play like the, the older wiser gay yeah. thing here no, or anything like that or, or whatever but I've had you know things that have lasted a couple of months yeah. like that and that sort of thing and some of them have ended awfully and some of them have sort of fizzled out and that sort mm -hmm. of thing the Russian that yeah. I was telling you about yeah. That, yeah. that I was dating for a while that sort of fizzled out yeah. I had gigs on every weekend for like a mm -hmm. month and then we didn't see much of each other and I yeah. think he sort of realised that that's not mm -hmm. the relationship for him if I'm going to be traveling and that sort of mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. But I think you sort of start realizing that those sorts of things that don't mm. work out, the ones yeah. that go for a few months mm. or whatever, it's fine. It's learning curves. Yeah. And, um, I do feel like yeah, I And you from learn them. from yeah. them. Yeah. You're better off for having them, mm. but you don't need to regret them. If it was supposed to happen, it would have kept happening. Absolutely. It's just the, the thing that sticks with me is just that horrible feeling of being disregarded and being mm. like, no, you're crazy. You mm. imagine everything. What are you talking no, about? No, he I'm obviously had some. Friends. Well, look. It and I was like, like, was I 
delusional, but I'm like, no, you were no. telling me these yeah. things. You met my family. Yeah. You were yeah. saying what an amazing guy I was this whole time. Do y'all ever think, because you've told this story, right? About <laughs> the guy that like put a carrot in your letterbox and like got into your apartment. Oh, yeah. Do you that, ever, that was my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Do you ever feel yeah. like maybe you're that guy oh, to someone, someone else. else? Yeah, true. Yeah. Because that guy seemed to like... Pretty no, this was different. This was you. absolutely different. You did an art show about this guy's tattoo. You did an art show tattoo. about his tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when he was invited to it. <laughs> when we were together. It wasn't, it wasn't the same. I, I think you raise a good question though, Luke. Relationships yeah. are tricky waters. Yeah. And in the seven seas, there are yeah. no rules. Yeah. We're yeah. all pirates. Mm. Since the apps have yeah. come into existence. Yeah. yeah. The dating world has changed because your opportunities have expanded and you yeah. meet people quicker and mm-hmm. easier that, uh, you know, these... I'm really trying hard not to say back in the day. <laughs> but back in the day. <laughs> you would have like a three-year relationship with someone and, hmm. and sometimes it felt like maybe this is the hmm. life for me because hmm. I don't hmm. have an app where I could meet 50 more people. Hmm. Yeah, And most of the circumstances where I've had a like fizzle out, I think young people call it like a fizzle out the cool relationship. Oh, the yes, cool. I've heard of it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kids these days, they fizzle. Most of that scenario has either been because I was a total fucking mess or because they had like some side hustling going on. It comes down to this weird bachelorette situation where they have the five candidates and they go, well, now I've Mm. led these five people one for three months. I got to pick which one one I actually Mm. date. I can't date more than one person at one time. I can have sex with several people (laughs) at the same time, but actual dating, I I, I sort of feel like as soon as I go into dating someone, you should be going into that with the intention of being with that person Mm. forever. Now, saying that I'm going to yeah. say to them I love you let's move yeah. in together or anything like that but yeah. in your mind I think if you want to test the water to see if you're going to be in a relation with them you should spend it the way that you want to spend mm. that relationship yes. does that make sense? For sure yeah. I had a scenario where me and this guy would do all the relationship yeah. stuff he mm-hmm. came to drinks kind of say what it was yeah he would come to drinks with my friends we would see each other like three times a week or whatever mm. I think he moved to Canberra mm. so we kind of just said see you later mm-hmm. that was fine then he came back we started talking again, started doing the exact same pattern, and then randomly got a message when everything to mm. me was going great, yeah. saying that, look, I'm just not in the right yeah. time of my life for this, so let's just leave it at this. And I was shocked. I, I was gooped, like you mm. being like, mm. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this person yeah, knows, was, what do you mean? knows JB, he knows yeah. my bar. Yeah. and So involved, yeah. 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 yeah, but looking back... I was a total fucking nightmare. (laughs) Like, I was a real... Like, I Mm. wouldn't be with me if I was in his scenario that I realized, like, oh, it probably wasn't the right timing, actually. Mm. I was just so far in my own perspective that I couldn't see that a big part of relationships is always timing. Mm. It's like a classic breakup line that's been told to me many times is, right person, wrong time. (laughs) That's the case for me for many of these, like, missed connections. (laughs) For me, uh, like, Mm. before being with Josh, I hadn't been in a proper relationship for probably about six years. Dated plenty and, like, slept around a lot. And I had just moved back to the city Mm -hmm. at this point in time. I was living in St Kilda in a one-bedroom by 
by myself. And I just got chatting to this guy on Scruff. Invited him over. Same thing. Like, he yeah. had, like, weird, blurry it's photos. It's always a blurry photo. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Maybe he kind of looks okay. <laughs> like, let's see what happens. And he came over and I was just like, oh, you're actually, like, really handsome mm. and you're really nice. All of a sudden, I registered that he had a crazy look in his eye. And oh. I was just like, oh, you're wired right now. Oh. Holy shit. Damn. Okay. All right. We had the most incredible sex. Like, like, it's great. And then, like, this went on for about three months. Yeah. Wow. And, like, at the time I was, like, 22. Mm. He was 30. And I was just like, oh, yes, I'm totally into, like, an older man. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> but slowly but surely realized that this person mentally, financially, and physically not was not sane or sound yeah, whatsoever. Right. It just got to a point where every time we hung out, it was him just losing his mind, bawling his eyes out. And I was oh, just boy. like, have I led this person on? Uh, like, I started to question myself. I'm just like, am yeah. I that You're desperate that. for a relationship that I've just allowed all these things to continue yeah. on yeah. and just turned a blind eye to all of yeah. it? And I had forced myself to be invested in it because that's what I wanted. I wanted a relationship and yeah. I wanted to be with someone older. You've got to make it work. Yeah. I've got to make this work. Yeah. And then it was just like that all of a sudden realization moment. I was just like, fuck, I fucked up here. This is not what I want. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Oof, it's sports time, fellas. Ooh. I love when we get to talk about sports, sports on the sports. 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 <laughs> I just love watching you pretend like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, one of my favorite things in the world is pretending to know about sports. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching people's usually straight men's faces. Like I don't think we're talking about the same sport. <laughs> yeah. that yeah. I do not actually have any sporting knowledge <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and I kinda like just saying the word sport. Mm, yeah. Sounds Ooh. fun. But there has been an ongoing controversy and a lot of our listeners 
listeners have wanted us to comment mm. on this. It's been going for a while, so I do apologize that we're a bit late to the game. Yeah. Here we go. with sports puns. Um, but it's oh. been hard to avoid the controversy around yeah. the Australian f- uh, rugby player. I almost mm. said football. Yeah. <laughs> rugby player Israel Folau, um, yeah. who is a Tongan player who had made some comments, well, a number of comments via social media, mainly about hell and who is going there. (laughs) Specifically us. We have a winner for. (laughs) uh, The update, like not to dwell on the details that most people already know, but Mm -hmm. the update is is that the uh, rugby people have decided that this was a gross breach of yep. conduct mm-hmm. yeah. and actually terminated their contract with Israel. Yes. Um, Which was like quite an expensive contract as yeah. well. Was it, it like was $4 million, million dollars yeah. for yeah. a four-year contract. According to a straight man that I spoke to earlier today... It is also the year of the Rugby World Cup, mm. which happens ah. every four years. What he told me was that Israel, for a lot of rugby fans, was our ticket to the World oh, Cup. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. A lot of people were writing, if you ask a rugby aficionado, yeah. mm-hmm. who's the one to watch on our team? Mm-hmm. It was him. And in a lot of people's opinions, we've kind of lost our star player because mm-hmm. of this. Mm. I hate to make this sound like I'm sympathizing with them, but it's put straight people in a very awkward position mm. where they oh, want to... No. <laughs> what a damn shame. We want to win, but we want to look good. Yeah, this is just us getting back at them for the marriage equality. Yeah. Survey. Yeah. <laughs> so they want to support their LGBT brethren, 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 brethren <laughs> but they also want to win a sports thing yeah. really badly. Mm. I think the extra layer to this is the argument which we've all had batted over our heads through our coming out process, which is the battle against freedom of speech. Uh. Is this an argument for someone being censored for Mm -hmm. airing their religious views? Is this PC culture gone too far? Or is this a corporation that really didn't have any moral ground to support mm-hmm. us as as a community doing the right thing mm, yeah. and mm. actually making a statement that mm. sports is somewhere where gay people can be and my two cents on this before I handball <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh my god handball it up is is in terms of freedom of speech i think it's okay to have religious beliefs and mm. To an extent, voice them. A lot of people are aware of my belief in that aliens exist and that perhaps they built the pyramids and maybe we should be worshipping some sort of alien deity. Mm -hmm. Sure. But (laughs) I post about that in a very non-offensive way. In private closed groups. In private closed groups. And if I ever had a platform, well, I guess a show to an extent, I'm aware that the things that I post and the things that I say Mm. are reaching more than the people in the room that I'm in. And that gives me some sort of responsibility to temper my Mm -hmm. responses and the things that mm. are out in a public forum. No one's asking me not to believe in yeah. aliens, mm, yeah. but there are people watching and listening to me. And so all aliens of are. Yeah. <laughs> aliens. And so yeah. I'd like to talk more about <laughs> yeah. aliens. Gosh. Uh, whenever I do talk about it, it has to be in a non-hurtful way mm. that people on either side mm. 
people that ideas may not usually align with mine may not be hurt yeah. or put in, to quote Raja O'Hara, <laughs> might not feel some sort of way <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um, by my oh, statement. God. So I, I think yeah. it's fine to have religious beliefs. I don't think it's okay to be airing extremist yeah. views. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. have extreme views. views. Yeah. I think once you start excluding somebody else, yeah. that's a problem. Look, yeah. I think that this result is really fucking exciting. We've talked before about how none of us really feel that connected to sports and it's no. probably not so much to do with sports itself, yeah. but the culture that comes with yeah. sports. Absolutely. Australian elite athletes specifically, but elite athletes all around the world have been disqualified from or having their contracts terminated mm-hmm. right back to, I mean, iconic older cases like Dawn Fraser yep. um, and before that as well. And that's because, you know, you're not just there to play a sport when you're getting paid no, millions of dollars yeah, yeah. you are a representative you're a of the brand that you're standing that. up yeah, for yeah, yeah. you're a role model um, and it's just that these codes of conduct have evolved over time yeah. so this mm. might be the first high profile case in Australia mm. of LGBTI yeah. discrimination but it's certainly not the first time that someone has been yeah. banned from playing a game for doing something that puts the sport into a bad yeah. light yes. um, you are being paid to represent that organisation mm. and I think it's really exciting that sports teams over the last few years I mean the AFL has done some wonderful stuff Absolutely. with um, the Pride Cup um, lots of teams Essendon uh, the, have their Purple Bombers and so, yeah. the Saints and Sydney have mm-hmm. all joined up with um, similar programs and stuff it's really exciting that they're putting their money where their mouth is and they're acknowledging that you know this means we have a really bad chance uh, yeah. at the yeah. World Cup but it's what we said we were going to do and we're going to do it yeah. we're not going to let this get away the aspect you bring up about it being freedom of speech and that sort of thing is also an interesting one and it's a difficult one to talk mm. about I think that the gay community and when I talk about the gay community there's obviously you can find examples of it outside of yeah, the bubble yeah. that we're in but the majority of the gay community has been really supportive of immigration and, yes. and a lot of those people are Muslim people yeah. and you often find in internet forums and trolls online mm-hmm. for example I, I worked on the Wes Snelling organises a wonderful fundraiser mm-hmm. each year for the Asylum Seekers Resource Centre nice. and some of the shit that they copped for it because yeah. there was a lot of drag performers and queer performers mm-hmm. was oh you know that these Muslims want to throw you off buildings and that sort of shit well the gay community knows yeah. I, I, the majority of us know that that's yeah. not what it's about and, yeah. and the majority of Muslims are incredibly accepting of us as well it's about this extreme view of saying that's that somebody's it. going to die yeah. or somebody's going to it's hell a bit aggressive or, yeah Basically. exactly yeah. that's where it sort of starts getting into a territory of like yeah sure you can say it but you're not going to get a million dollar a year contract yeah. if you do it. say it yeah and the pit fires of hell come on guys yeah. like oh, so, <laughs> so aggressive <laughs> yes. and I hate that he's playing the victim as well oh, like yeah. Yeah. So like, so, oh, poor yeah. me. I'm just expressing my religious views. Yeah. No. I'm like, if you're going to be in that kind of position and you're going to express such extreme views, you've got to fucking yeah. pay the repercussions. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah you're a role model for all these people. Yeah. Yeah. And so fuck like, off. No, bite the loud shirt. anti-discrimination <laughs> laws here in Australia. Like, why do you think it's okay just because you're religious to yeah. put out those extremist yeah. views and think, oh, why am I being penalised? Like, no. Like, yeah. you should be penalised. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, oh. I like also that Rugby Australia has stood by their mm. decision. Yeah. There was a recent news article where the chairman Mm -hmm. had basically said, look, this is the decision we've made. And if you think we're wrong, this is like, I I feel like I read it in my head in a gay yeah. voice yeah. and he had said the chairman is RuPaul yeah yeah and he had said if you can find a sponsor who would agree mm. to sponsor someone who made these type of mm. comments or like a team that would stand yeah. by them as yeah. well go ahead and find them yeah, yeah. because they ain't 
out there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And what an exciting time that sports teams and, and the people high up in these organizations yeah. are saying stuff like that and standing up for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. This, I feel like we need to mention the fact that the footy show has just been cancelled. Did you guys ever has watch? It? I just, oh, I just heard no. bad things about it. Huge things. I remember, oh God, when I was a kid going to my mm, grandparents' yeah. place or at mum and dad's place, whatever, parents, the footy show yeah. was gospel. This is when Australia had four my television stations. Every <laughs> there was no Fox week. Show. Yeah, yeah, and it was, and I remember watching it as a kid and they would make very homophobic jokes. Yeah. Sam Newman would be making very sexist jokes, jokes yeah. racist yeah. jokes, yeah. and that was totally boys acceptable. Yeah, yeah, it was very much like, mm. this is the boys club. Ladies, if you want to come for the ride, you can, yeah. but we'll make fun but of you and no up. one else is welcome. Yeah. Wow. I think it's a really exciting time and, and, and they've cancelled the show because yeah. and when I was reading the comments on the on the cancellation of the footy show, it was like, yeah, it was out of date. Yeah, Sam Newman yeah. was a pig. It didn't stick with the stick time. With That's it. Yeah. Yeah. A great thing to come out of this also is the children that are coming up through sporting families yeah. as well. Like, Because yeah. I grew up in a sporting family. Like Every single one of my brothers and sisters played football. Mm. My stepdad was the coach. My mum ran the canteen. Oh, wow. yeah. There was no stopping any homophobia whatsoever. Yeah. And like for kids that are going through the same thing that I went through, they're seeing their sort of superiors in that sporting realm being like, nah, this isn't okay. Yeah, like, and it is exciting times. Wasn't there that footballer? We have the first openly gay soccer football. player. Soccer player, soccer player. Yeah. 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 I'm like, uh, hey, Andy, that's great. Um, Brennan, I so it was. Also, what a fucking hypocrite. He was on a cover of a gay magazine yeah. in 2014. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Star Observer, beautiful yeah, people. Yeah, they yeah. wrote a nice Love article, the wrote a nice article about us. Very sadly um, gone into receivership and is for sale. And if anyone wants to buy yes, it and has a bit it. of money, please buy please. the Star Observer and keep it going. Love your work, Star Observer. Fantastic. Never change. Yeah. He was on the cover of that called Big Boys and Their Balls. Mm. He is promoting the Bingham Cup and like being a strong advocate for ending all forms of discrimination in sport. What? Where he's rocking like a quiff little like bleach blonde thing. I was like, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, there were also these competing comments mm. from his Polynesian teammates. Yeah, that's what yeah. Basically saying, if well, you're you going to... Well s- you might yeah. as well sack all of us because we yeah. all have these kind of beliefs. Yeah. He's just the one that's posted them and is in this mm-hmm. high-level position. So I do think there's like a cultural ingrained mm. religious yeah. extremity with these groups mm. that... I always thought it, Polynesian people were very accepting of that kind of stuff. But well, it was uh, religious. deeply yeah. religious. Yeah. Yeah. Very deeply religious, yeah. yeah. Filipino people were the same with... Like, yeah. Yeah. Extremely and it's all down to colonization. Yeah. That's yeah. It. But it also goes back to the whole Barry Humphreys thing in a way. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have those religious beliefs. But if you want to get those fucking contracts yeah. and if you want that money, yeah. then don't alienate people. Don't Zip say shit lip. about people. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> I don't mind going to hell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like we'll a- all be there and it'll be like a yeah, hot summer party. Yeah. party. We'll be doing live yeah. shows. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Our next guest the is production quality. <laughs> come in, Satan. Adolf, come on though. <laughs> So I want to talk to you guys about sex. Yeah, so I like about a lot. You. Now we're going to talk about a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about a fetish in this topic. And as always, I just want to say we're not having a go at anyone that's that's into this fetish. Mm-hmm. We love fetishes. It's fascinating. This is just yeah. something that I've never heard of before. So if I sound like I'm very shocked and surprised at it, not judging anyone that's into it. <laughs> and it's called financial domination. What? Are we no. aware of this? No, no, no. <laughs> not there's, in a sexual way. Okay. Well, <laughs> so there's different variations. The, well, the first thing. 
thing when I heard the phrase, I actually thought of it in the bad way, which can be a form of domestic violence, which is financial control. It's very much not that. This is somebody that finds it sexually arousing to be dominated by somebody financially and quite often does not involve any actual sexual contact or even meeting the Uh person that they're being dominated by. So what you're saying is they have control of their finances? Sometimes, sometimes. More often than not, though, they take money from the... So there's the slave and the dom. Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's different words for it. Fin dom top. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fin dom. Yeah, there's different words for it, but basically you've got uh, the slave and and the dom. Now, the way I found out about this is a friend of mine, a relatively vanilla friend of mine... Yeah. um, (laughs) Not that vanilla, (laughs) ...told me he had a story to tell me. I said, what is it? He said, oh, for the last several months, I've been a fin dom. I was like, oh, what is that? So this guy got in touch with him through his Instagram and said, I want to send you some money. And the guy, my friend, thought, well... That is A-OK. Yeah, (laughs) why not? Here's my bank account details. The guy transferred him 50 bucks and said, can you tell me why I'm shit go through my Instagram and tell me why I'm shit so my friend did so then my friend quickly realised what this was and did some research on it and has been playing the game for the last several months so the guy really gets off on my friend telling him what to do and saying I want money when you do this and I want this done as well now this particular person is also into drugs and booze as well not the harsher end of the drug scale the lighter Mm -hmm. end of the drug scale so quite often my friend will say you need to have this drink and then transfer me this Mm -hmm. or you need to go out and take a cap tonight and then yeah. transfer me this or whatever. Wow. I'm going to read you a message. He said, I oh, know oh. I have got full permission to be talking about this, okay, by the okay. way. Cool. No names are being used. <laughs> I don't know the name of the slave in this situation, okay. but the, I obviously know the name of the Don, but I'm not going to be mentioning their name either. So here's a message that my, <laughs> an example of a message that my friend sent to this guy. So mm. the guy had been out to a sex party the night before okay. and was still a little bit high the next morning. So he starts messaging my friend yep. and my friend oh. said, all right, get all your sex toys out, take a picture of them and send it to me. And so the guy did. So the Dom says, well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to put that one in the middle in you now. You will send me a picture of you with it in. You're not allowed to move it. It has to stay there. Teasing you and not being able to use it to make it go in or out. Then you'll send me $50 for each of the cocks your slut ass took last night. Wow. Wow. Then when I can see that that money is in my account, I will tell you. You will then take the toy out, take the longest one, and put that in and send me a photo of you pushing it in. Okay. So it's very Jeez. sexual. It's very yeah. like, this is what you're going to do. And there is this is be... like playing The Sims. Yeah. yeah. Like, fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's like remote, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a, a dom. I mean, a very fucked up Sims. I mean, like, not dumb. fucked up, not shaming anyone. Yeah. yeah. Very different to what I'm used to Sims. <laughs> very different to what you're used to. I can definitely tell you that. But it's fascinating, isn't yeah. it? And so this is a completely mutual agreement. My my friend, wow. this guy also, and it's a very common thing. I've done my research on it now. F- mm. Also for the sub, they enjoy the thrill of being threatened. Okay. So uh, the Dom has Who now. Doesn't? Yeah. Well, the Dom has now <laughs> said, right, I want pictures of you with those toys in your ass and your face in the pictures. If you don't send me 150 mm-hmm. bucks, I've found your auntie on Facebook and I'll send <gasps> it to her. Now, oh. obviously he's, he's not going to. Yeah, but yeah. part of the thrill of wow. this whole this thing is, mm. this is. So he yeah. said this year he's made about four grand from what? this situation yeah. um, but he also has to be really careful not to just make it about taking money it's very uh, much a yeah. transactional but, thing and my friend is putting work into this like he's yeah. got to learn what this guy's fetishes are and that sort yeah. of thing so it's almost a sex work kind of a thing I guess you could yeah. say yeah. it's not just put money into my account because then the, the sub's going to get bored and, and yeah, go yeah, find yeah. someone so else do you have to pay taxes? no <laughs> oh, that's what I want to know no I don't, I don't think you do <laughs> anyway sign up to our yeah. Patreon and <laughs> yeah I was like can we 
fucking, we need to get someone to do Stick a dildo <laughs> up your ass and sign up to our Patreon or you're not listening to the podcast anymore. No, but it is, isn't it fascinating? Oh, you mentioned that wow. some people, there's no like sexual aspect mm. to it as mm-hmm. well. No physically sexual aspect to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or intimately physical. Yeah. I could Im- are, th- are there examples of people that are just like, like tell me I'm shit demand money from me yeah. and threaten me yeah. without it going to you know the, the, the butt mm. plugs and yeah, the, yeah. the so it's like humiliation. Uh, there's definitely there's definitely yeah. cases where there's where it's anonymous there's no obviously no photos or videos oh. or anything like that mm. okay. but it, yeah it might be more about them being like go to my Instagram and tell me why I'm shit or or make fun of me for mm-hmm. for this but from what I've read it's very important for the dom to realize what that person's into and so that the sub doesn't have to specifically request what right, they're yeah. into because then it's sort of more about them saying oh here's your script yeah, you've got yeah. to sort of learn what that sub wants okay. as their script into to it. be yeah. Mm. yeah as always Jeez. I mean this is this is something that is not exclusive to the gay male oh, community okay. yeah. um, okay. I've had some fascinating video there's a great interview online with a female dom it's very common in the heterosexual wow. world as well I haven't found any cases of it in the lesbian world I'm sure it exists there as well so my thought is like are these subs people that in their regular lives are dominant over everyone else and it sort of like a release well, one of the cases that I read which was an anonymous interview with yeah. with someone was a guy that worked in a, in a mm-hmm. large company and was quite high up in the okay. company and he talked about how the feeling of not having control yeah. really appealed to him and this guy mm. was earning really good money yeah. and got so broke that he was having to live off rice was borrowing money off friends and <laughs> stuff and he actually Mikey. talked about <laughs> he was scrolling through Craigslist one time yeah. to try and find more because for this specific guy he usually lasts a few months with a specific dom okay. they got bored of them and would oh, find another one yeah. so he was scrolling through Craigslist to try and find another dom and found yeah. an ad this is a heterosexual man scrolling yeah. through it found an ad for a gay guy that was looking to suck a straight guy's dick and seriously yeah. considered doing it just so that he could get some more cash to give to one of his female no. doms oh. and that's when he that's realised hectic. that he'd gone too far with it and he's pulled it's it right back down given himself yeah. a budget that he's allowed to yeah. spend okay. on it. but they call right. it the thrill of the drain there's a term for it amongst wow. um, subs they call it the, the thrill of the drain of watching your bank account being scared about paying your bills and stuff like that yeah what's really fascinating about the fetishes that are on the fringe of society at the moment that haven't really been explored in pop culture and media is that they can actually lead to some dangerous outcomes Mm. Mm -hmm. i don't shame any kink and i think anyone that listens to the show knows i've participated Mm. in a number of Mm. them but i have the fortunate position of having a lot of boundaries put in place by pre-existing knowledge Mm. within the community Mm. Mm. so you know hearing about this and not really knowing a lot of information about it i'm like well i could see myself just going crazy if i actually started to enjoy this you know because i don't don't and that's how this guy started he Mm. this sorry the interview not the one that i'm talking about in my friend's case but this interview that i read it started very much with i'm just webcamming and he started chatting to this woman it was like give me some money and so he did and he kind of realized that he was really into directly transferring this woman money and that's how it sort of developed from there Mm. now of course the gays are very good at then making it easier we've got we've done it with grinder you know we've done asos you know oh god is there an app there's a website (gasps) there is a website Website Goodness. called Owned Fags, O W N E D. So okay. it's in possess- oh. possession yeah. of somebody, and it's called Owned Fags. So you sign up to this website and you register either as a dom or a sub, mm-hmm. and then you, if you're a sub, you buy tips, which is sort of their, yeah. their e currency okay. that they use on the website. Now they've got something called the slave market. 
it on there where they can post about themselves and the doms can pick who they want to dom and that sort of stuff. Mm. The sub then um, agrees to be the sub to that dom. The dom can give them tasks and say, right, you have to put however many tokens into my account, Mm. which then can be directly traded for money and they might okay. say you've you got to send me this picture you've got to send me this video that sort of thing if the slave doesn't accomplish their goal yeah. they get put into <gasps> the dungeon oh my so this does oh, sound I, like a video game no <laughs> so once you're in the dungeon the yeah. slaves aren't able to communicate with anybody else except for the other slaves in the dungeon, in the dungeon. Okay. Um, but all of the other doms can pick on the slaves that are in the oh. dungeon also once you've agreed to be someone's slave the dom can read all of your private messages on the website oh, and all so that sort of thing yeah spoken, and yeah. some of them will even give them access to their own face like private oh, face, because boy. they really enjoy that thread of Such it, a danger oh of it becoming you know the, the the fear of it becoming public yeah. knowledge they really get off on God. that which is fa- a fascinating thought the anxiety um, i'm feeling right i know now. just yeah. hearing yeah. it i'm like oh it sounds like me, habo it sounds like that habo, habo hotel, habo hotel yeah. with doms and subs. it's really fascinating and then there's um so they have like masters of the day and slaves okay. of the day so like you, a notice yeah, a little yeah. <laughs> good job kind of thing, depending on how many tokens you've either stars. received or how many okay. tokens you've given and that sort of stuff. It's a really fascinating oh, world. Wow. I can't wow. stop reading about it. My yeah. Um, so hit us up yeah. at our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we do have our after show, of course, uh, coming up for those of you who have signed up to our Patreon. Yeah. If anyone hasn't, it's only $6 to yeah. get the uh, bonus little Get on it. Help show. us. Um, and I want to talk on the after show about classism uh, mm-hmm. amongst the LGBTI community, yeah. but specifically about the gay male yes. community, because yeah. I think we can speak best from our own perspectives. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, mm. And talking about... The different kinds of classism that there is. I mean, there's uh-huh. we've got obviously you know financial segregation between yeah, different yes. fractions of, of mm-hmm. our community, geographical ones, mm-hmm. race ones, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I think the elephant in the room is obviously the podcast that came out uh, recently, the Sydney yes. Gays yeah. um, podcast classism. <laughs> podcast, <laughs> podcast classism. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think it's it's poignant to point out that a lot of the backlash from that yeah. came about. Should we stop talking about this? It's like, we, yeah. should we save it? We for... should. Yes, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, we should right. Okay. Talk about <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, we're yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the page. Sorry, yeah. I just, as soon as I start talking, I can't shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, sign up to the Patreon. You can get it retrospectively if you sign up after this episode, yes. but it'll only be for the couple of episodes previous. So you want to sign up now yeah. so you don't miss anything. Hmm. Thanks that's, so much yeah. for all yeah. being here. Thanks, thanks. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe to our socials at Gaze Revolting Pod on Instagram or The Gaze Are Revolting on Facebook. And as always, please, please, please give us a lovely review on wherever you listen to <laughs> us. Love those lovely reviews. No, we, we love the good reviews. Lovely. Thank you for the five stars, everybody. <laughs> of course, we do have our Melbourne live show coming up on July 19th. It's oh, our second crazy. ever live show, and we're very yes. excited about it at the Mechanics Institute in Brunswick. You can jump onto our socials mm-hmm. if you want to find the ticket link Please for that. Tickets do. are selling. It's very exciting. I've been told to see us out. Oh, so <laughs> we have to, we have to leave. It's normally security <laughs> out to see you out. out. <laughs> so see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.